We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Danny Meringue. Dusty Bun? Dusty Hera. I've been really busy trying to save the world from Russians and monsters. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader. <laughs> of course you have. 1080. I want to hear it. The Fan. Hour number three on NBA kickoff. Week. You won't even let me have a week. I get two days. Get three. Okay. Talk about it tomorrow. There you go. We'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk post post Blazers tomorrow. That's right. Uh, we'll talk non Blazers now as uh, the defending champion Denver Nuggets took on their Western Conference Finals opponent, the Los Angeles Lakers. Dude, this is night. a big change for us in the world of, of the NBA. Like we, it is changing. Big time. If LeBron James is legitimately on a minutes restriction all season long, mm-hmm. this is his mortality and this is him fading away. Because he played 29 minutes on opening night. Yeah, and and, and, and when he faded away, he faded away for 21, 8, and 5 on 10 of 16. He's really damn good. <laughs> like, he really is. He's still that good. Yeah. And I think, like, ultimately that's what leads to... This minutes restriction may be what they say now, but they're going to need him, and he's going to power right through it. Yeah, I saw a tweet out there that somebody needs to let Anthony Davis know that there's actually a second half of basketball that you have to play. Boy, how different was it when LeBron was on the floor and off the floor? I think uh, they were minus, minus 19. 19. Yeah, when he was off the floor, they were minus 19 when AD was on and, and LeBron was off. Plus Le- nine with LeBron on the on the floor. It's a 28-point swing. You can't. You cannot do that. And that's why I think there's, like, this lack of faith in Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis' skill is uh, unquestioned how skillful he is. But you have to be able to perform without the likes of LeBron James if you're going to be touted as the guy. And that's the thing is LeBron has has made a a, a very poignant effort to say this is not his team anymore. This is Anthony Davis' team. Yeah, I wonder if that's almost to deflect some blame, if they flame out. Like if he knows that he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, that he can't be the guy. Well, he still has it though. We know he has it, but it's like I mean, how he was, he how was long? Very good last. How night. long can it can it be for? Can it be for I think 82? he knows his mortality, yeah, and I, mean, I think that's why he says. It. I think there's some honesty in yeah, it for sure. In knowing that it is he. So yeah, it could be deflection, like what you're saying. We're saying the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at it as like. No, I think there's more of an understanding that LeBron knows he physically won't be able to hold up for as long as he used to. Can't do all eight two anymore. Yeah, not not not, not at the thirty point seven rebound, seven assist, assist ratio. That's, that's wild. Just, but again, uh, twenty one eight and five 
on, again, on 10 of 16. Really good. But that's not even the craziest thing in that game, though. The craziest thing in that game is that the team that won it, the team that got their rings and mm -hmm. that sprinted to another win and just showed everybody, yeah, by the way, still here, still really good. Nikola Jokic actively avoided the game of basketball for three months. Mm -hmm. And then just picked it up and was like, yeah, I guess I'll be the best in the world at it again. Yeah, he, he went back to Sambar, Serbia, where he's from, and raised his horses. This is a guy who quite literally, he was sitting on his phone at practice watching horse races so that he could, he was looking to buy more horses. Yeah. And he was like, leave me alone. I'm trying to buy my horses right now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's too, again, this is why the NBA has a problem with a face of the league thing is because the best player on the planet right now does not give a damn. He didn't want to go to the parade. No. And then he and ended then he, up liking parades. And then he was like, oh, I actually like this. This is fun. He loves parades. You could see the, uh, like, the just unmitigated joy on his face last night. And it wasn't about him. It was about how happy he was to see his teammates happy. And I thought that was really cool because he's kind of a robot. Not kind of. He's a robot. He is a robot. And so to see him show that emotion, to like to, you could see the big smile on his face, like really take yeah. it in one last time. Because ring night and banner night, that, that's that's the real like, okay, it it was real, but it's over. And th those on, last forever. It's it's on to the next though. Uh, by the way, side note, their rings. Did you see them? I did. I didn't really get a great look at them. They've got a little pop out on them because that's the new thing. That's it's the new thing. Either the top comes off or this one has like a drawer that slides out. And oh. the, the drawer kind of slides out of it and it's got a, a championship banner in it. Oh, look at that. And then there's a basketball on top of the Larry O'Brien trophy on the ring that spins. Oh. And when it spins, it changes the colors of the mountains from white diamonds to blue diamonds. It also changes on the white diamonds. It is their founding year, which I believe is 1963 with the NBA. And then the blue diamonds changes the little thing on the outside to 2023 for the title. Does yeah. that let you know when the beer is cold? Yes. That's, I think, are blue. I, I think the mountains, mountains going are blue. blue was kind of an ode to... Wow. But the ring itself, it's one of the better type. Like these are getting crazy. They are. Yeah. Uh what is it? Uh Jason's of Beverly Hills is the one that does it all. Hmm. But there have been some I've seen lately. I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. Like they're always great, but it's like there's been levels to it. This is one of the like better looking wild. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Also How do you do that. Uh Jokic was unbelievable. Yeah, he was really good at basketball again. I mean the way he dictated the game is what finished 12 of 22. Yeah, 12 of 22 with 29 points, 13 boards, 11 assists. Um, looked like he didn't miss a beat, beat the living hell out of Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. um, the game opened up, I believe both teams hit their first four shots, and it was this up and down affair. It was like, oh my God, this is this looks like the Western Conference Finals yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, and then Anthony Davis uh, tried to take one on Jokic and stepped through, fell over, and like hit the bottom side of the backboard. And that was, I think, the kind of the beginning of the end as Jokic decided to assert his dominance, as it were. Nuggets are still really good. Mm -hmm. The Lakers are still good, but meh, I don't I don't believe in them. Because I won't believe in them. Um, but they're going to be two of the top teams in the Western Conference, and we know these things. The other game, though, was with the Suns and Warriors, mm -hmm. where there was a lot to be made about how this Warriors team is going to work yep. with CP3 starting at point guard and then you have Steph Clay Clay not negotiating with the team any longer on on a deal yeah. and looking like he's going to be hit free agency I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. Um and then you have this new look Suns team with even without Bradley Beal mm -hmm. 
and the conversation that coming out of it was, dude, Nurk does look really good in this system. He goes for 14 and 14, mm -hmm. and he operated very well. Middle of the floor. And that is that I feel I'm happy for Nurk. Like I'm happy he gets his he gets his fresh start. And this is gonna be part of that, like the Blazers fan base that is overly optimistic. They also are always like, see, guys way better somewhere else. Well, yeah, this fits him. And yeah, it's gonna be a win-win. -win. Yes, when he's the fifth option with the greatest scorer maybe yeah. in the history of the league and Kevin Durant on the floor. Yeah, he looks really good. He was he the also fourth leading scorer last yeah. night. And you, you mentioned the fifth option. When Bar Bradley Beal's in the lineup, he'll be fifth. Yes. And then he did have five fouls last night. Yeah. And he did like it was like I had somebody last night say, "Well, he's he's being put in a position with a, a point guard who's actually willing to give him the ball in in crunch time." And oh, folks, Damian Lillard had eighteen hundred passes to Yusuf Nurkic in eighteen nineteen. If you look at the most Luka Doncic has passed to a singular player in his NBA career, it's around seven hundred passes. Okay. Could just think about that for a second. Well, yeah, that that's one thing. I'll just make it even simpler than that. The, he was the fourth guy that they were going to defend on the floor. And they threw two like, at, at Booker, and Booker made the right read who, and got it to Nurk, and Nurk made a shot. And the you thing tell is, me, who are you going to defend? Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant... Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Okogi, who was on one. Okogi, who was seven for nine and made his only three. And then Nurk. Also, Grayson Allen, who I don't care how uh, poor, how poorly he's shooting. He that, Listen, we can all hate him and all those things. And he was 0 for 6, 0 for 5 from 3. Grayson Allen, this, this is I the difference. I don't need your permission to hate him. That's what I'm saying. You, do you, it on my own. Yeah, you can hate him all you want. <laughs> it's, he's very hateable. Um, but it's like the same thing like when you're talking about the Blazers. Like Matisse Thybul. Even though he shot 38% in Portland, his reputation is that of not a shooter. Yep. Grayson Allen, even on a bad night, you still don't want to leave him wide open. No. So your your options are trap book, get the ball out of his hands, and then make Yusuf Nurkic beat you, where in the last three years he has shot fifty under 53% in the paint in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah. As a seven-footer. That's not good. And, oh, by the way, Grayson Allen was not in the game on, on that moment that he Who made they, the game, it, 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 they brought Eric Gordon. Oh, in. I'm sorry, they, it, Gordon. They, but here's the thing: Gray, they brought in Grayson Allen for Nurk right after that mm -hmm. as the closer for those reasons, right? Yeah. Like they brought, they took Nurk out. You got five fouls. Nurk hits that game winner, but they brought Gordon in, who was also wildly efficient for the Suns last night. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be better there because he is a an above average starting center in the NBA. Yes. And his playmaking is going to be and, a thing that makes him very valuable. And there. now he is not a guy that teams are are game planning for, saying we got to take Nurk away. It's also they they aren't going to rely on him. I think Nurk's going to do really well there. Like, I do too. I, I genuinely do, and I'm happy for him on that. I yeah. am too. And look, Nurk and I had a, had a back and forth. Everybody got like, "Oh, Nurk's mad at Danny." Nurk and I talked for about an hour after a game. I want to say about a month into the season, and. It's kind of funny. The the frustration point that he had was that I said Aiton was better than him, and now we're in a world where he's replacing Aiton, and Aiton is here in Portland. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. But as a dude, as a human being, there's not many people in the league that I like more than Nurk. The the guy cares about people, man. He genuinely does. And so yep. I I've never I've never held any ill will towards him, and I hope that I, genuinely I hope he's wildly successful in Phoenix. Yeah, and we'll see how he is. 
in game 82, not game one. Yeah, no, good for him. Let's see what this looks like when yeah. they keep trapping Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and then they put him in a position to where he has sure. to be the guy that wins for them. Oh, sure. That's going to be interesting. All right, coming up next, uh, it is NBA season kickoff. Dusty and I will make our picks that we will track all season long, and I'm sure those won't come back to bite us in any way, shape, matter, form. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the fan. It's that time of year, season kickoff for the Trailblazers and the NBA. Dusty and I will make our picks, uh, our MLB ones, uh, not great. Our NFL picks last Wait, year. hold on. Our MLB picks right now, 2023, Danny had the World Series being Padres Yankees. Yeah. I had Dodgers Yankees. Yeah. Those, uh, that didn't work out. It did not work out. No, it was uh, not great. We went division winners. Uh, well... You had the Yankees, Guardians, Astros. You got the Astros, right? Hey. Um, and that's about it. Um, yeah, I had Mariners, Blue Jays, Angels. Those are the three teams that didn't make the wild card. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I had, uh, I, at least I got the Twins right. I got the Twins winning the Central and then the Astros in the playoffs. That's mm. about it for me. I did not, we, we didn't do well. We got mopped. Yeah, baseball was weird this year. Yeah. Baseball, I, but I had the Phillies in as a wild card, and the Braves won in the NL East. So, I guess that, I guess. Okay. So these are these always come back to bite us at some point in sure. time. Sure. But uh, it, without fail, we have to do them. We though. do. We do. Uh, Got to get our picks. instead of instead of running instead of running all the way through the uh, the playoff tree because <clears throat> that's a lot. It can take a long time. It can take to a do. while. Yeah. Um, looking at the finals, I'm going Milwaukee and Denver. Yeah, your your conference champions, Denver and Milwaukee. I know that Ooh. sounds super chalky, um, but yeah, not as chalky as mine. I'm my my Milwaukee thing pick is it's it's conflicting in my head. The Terry Stotts, Adrian Griffin thing is really bothering me. It's tough. It's there's but some, is Boston going to be better? Is that that's the thing? It's like <laughs> I still firmly believe that Dame Giannis is the best duo in basketball. Oh, so when we are we are out of the big three era. Yeah. Look around the league. There's not a big three, really, Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. it's about duos again, which I actually I like the return to duos. I genuinely yeah. do. It, it makes the landscape is that much more entertaining night in, night out when you don't have this concentration of talent. Also, we're due for expansion. Make, make, make it extra spicy. Which I'm way are you going? Uh, I'm going to Milwaukee and the Suns, even, even more chalky than that. Just because if there's the closest thing to a big three, it's what they have down in Phoenix. And does it have the does it have the probability to blow up? Absolutely, uh, but they've got talent left and right. Do they have a bench? No, but they are front loaded more than anybody right now, including the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, KD, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, mm-hmm. Nurk is is in that lineup. I, they are really stinking good. Can they stay healthy? That may be a different story. 
and they can quite literally just shoot you out of a quarter. Yeah, like yeah, they I, will. Yeah, and then shoot you. Like just take you out back, finished. Wow, down. just go, just go full Houston go, Rockets. Go on full, you. go full Rockets against the Mavs okay. on social media. I like it. That's what the they'll end you quickly. Uh, did you see them uh, post game? They were getting their workout again. No, they did it again. Remember last year, the hard work never quits. Oh no. Yeah, they they show they did the video of them working out post game in the hallway. Don't do this. Yeah. Let's not do this. They're leaning into the memes. What are we doing? It is Booker and Durant, so that tracks. Oh. Uh, who's your winner? Uh, Milwaukee. I am going Milwaukee as well. Oh, I don't like how we're same on these yeah, things. Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, again, best duo in basketball is Damian Giannis. Yep. I, Jokic and Murray are probably the second best duo. You guys going to do each other's hair and have a tickle fight next? Whoa. Well, I'm actually getting a haircut after this, so, you know, maybe you could. What's wrong with the tickle fight? <laughs> yeah. Jeff? It's very slumber party huh? in there. Huh? You don't like laughing? <laughs> what if I like the way he touches me? Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. Who are you going MVP was? Uh, yeah, I'm going Jokic again. I'm going Jokic. Uh, the, 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 the overcorrection comes back to Jokic? Yes. Okay. We are going to look at him and be like, no, he's the best damn player in the NBA. Mm. Period. Full stop. Uh, I think that's a very safe bet. I am, however, going to go with Giannis. I I, I feel like that they're, they've got something to prove that he's – He's going to try to vie for that yeah. best player in the league crown after watching Jokic win a ring and uh, get that back-to-back MVP, even though he didn't win it last year. Obviously, with Joel Embiid picking it up, I think that's the route he's going to go down. Who is your rookie of the year? Uh, Wemby. <laughs> Wemby. I, 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 like, watch him, and you tell me who is going to be better than him. He has the hype. He has the team where he will be the focal point. Mm-hmm. He, he is going to be... The rookie of the year, and it will not be particularly close. It may be unanimous. Uh, I yes, I am also going with Wemby. If you want to set money on fire, go ahead and bet on anybody not named Wemby or Chet. Uh, I just I I don't see a world. Look, look, Scoot has better odds right now than Chet. It feels like a sucker's bet to me, yeah. and that's not because I, Scoot could have a fantastic season, but the yeah. juice that Wemby has right now is just. The gap that anybody else is going to have to cover to even catch up to him yeah, to start the season. It'll be real good. It's going to be nuts. Defensive player of the year. I don't know. I think just because they're going to be really good, I think it's going to be Brooke Lopez because he was getting a lot of that mm-hmm. love near the end of last year. And I think that what we will see is they're going to say, hey, without Drew Holiday, somebody needed to pick up the slack mm-hmm. on the defensive end of the floor. And I think Brooke Lopez is going to get a lot of That was some of the it. knock against Brooke last year. He's like, well, he's a great defender, but what does he have to do? He has Drew and Giannis on the floor. Yeah. Well, if Dame's such a terrible defender, that means that, that Giannis and Brooke should have to pick up a lot more slack. And I think that's a narrative that is definitely out there that people are starting the season with. I am I'm going to go out on the... Th- not the thinnest of limbs. Well, they're they're it's an eight foot wingspan. I'm going to say Victor Wembanyama is a first Whoa. time rookie defensive player of the year. That I have actually put money down on it. Uh, he is breaking the geometry of basketball already. Yeah. And the 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 players that I have talked to who have watched him have all said some version of I don't know what the bleep I'm supposed to do with this. Yeah. Like he's he's making people think about him before they ever play him. Damn. So the, like 
when you hear players say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't worry about it. I just play my game. No, they don't. No, they don't. They are 100% bothered, upset, worried, trying to figure out what the hell to do with this guy who quite literally had a foot in the paint and blocked Andrew Wiggins' three-point shot a second later. That is crazy. And I'm not talking about a foot in the paint at the free throw line. I'm talking he was 18 feet away. (laughs) In one step, jump, blocked a three-pointer. I don't know. um, He's going to lead the league in record scratches. And that's the thing is that he's, he's going to get, I think his over underline tonight is two and a half blocks, which I think on most nights you should probably take the over until it reaches four. Yeah. But he's, I'll be shocked if he doesn't lead the NBA blocks. Because as much as everybody talks about his hezzy, hezzy, tween, tween, step back, fade away, pull up three kind of deal, this offense is the weak part of his game. His defense is years in front of his offense. He has real... It's not that I'm long and I'm, I'm you know, uh, got good shot-blocking timing. He understands how to play defense. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be disruptive as hell. And I, I... I legitimately have not been higher on a prospect since LeBron. Like, full stop. There's nobody as fun as Zion has been, as much as everybody was high on Luka... Nobody, there is not a guy here in my life as a prospect where I've been like, yeah, other than LeBron. And it's just, it's it's going to be insane. There, There's never been a rookie defensive player of the year. There's only been one first-team all-defense member in the NBA. That was Tim Duncan in his rookie year. That's it. Doesn't it kind of like uh, this year channel on YouTube commented, this is why it's unfair Portland to get the number one pick. Spurs didn't need another generational talent. Yeah, I know it sucks. They got a third generational pick. That sucks because they got Robinson, Duncan, wow. now Wemby. And Portland had, well, we won't go there. Well, we did just screwed it up. We'd have taken Scoot anyway. Oh. No. <laughs> kidding. No. Kidding. God, that, that sliding doors, if that if that if those ping pong balls do come up Wemby and whether Dame... Stays or goes, and yep. What that looks like, it's it's wild. We're to see talking about a very different team right now. Yeah, we would talk about the Blazers way more. <laughs> wow. Well, what? Rude. Because we'll get to our Blazer season predictions. Twenty-four and fifty-eight. That's what my pick is right now. Oh God, that's ins- now. I I went I I went one game better. Oh, you did twenty-five and fifty-seven. Twenty-five and fifty-seven. I'm going twenty-four and fifty-eight. But tonight's going to decide it. I'm. You're gonna change which way you go? No, this is gonna be between you and me. Okay. <laughs> this gonna, oh, this is the, this is the one game. It's gonna be the one game. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I this like is it. gonna be the one game that that changes that that 82 game prognostication. <sighs> well, pain, pain. Because if Dame was here and Wemby was here, would you be saying 25 wins? Uh. 20, 25? No, the the record would probably be closer to inverse. Yeah, yeah that's what you'd be going with, right? Yeah, yeah you'd be like, going fifty-seven and twenty-five. Like if you told me like the the over under on the Dame Ant Matisse Jeremy Wemby team was fifty and a half, you could convince me of an over. Yeah, yeah. you could convince me of an over. Well, here we are. It'd be tough going the other way with it. You convince me of an over of 22 and a half. And I'd be sitting there going 58 and 24. <laughs> and tonight's going to be the decider. <laughs>
I don't even know what to do with this. This is like this is causing <laughs> my, you hurt so much it, right it's, there. It's cross, It's causing my brain to reset. Um, like I don't. I really don't. I don't know where to go with this next. So if, I, I screw it. Jeff, do your Sports Center update thing. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. There's just something about giving, uh, I don't know, an owner of a professional sports team a Twitter account. I think owners of professional sports teams, it should be mandated. That they have Twitter? That they tweet their thoughts before at halftime and after a game. Stream, Every single Stream one. of consciousness. Even if you get Magic Johnson. Yeah. Like, Magic Johnson tweets are fantastic yeah. because it's like... Both teams played hard. Like, the commanders, what we couldn't do is score, and what we didn't do was stop them, and that's why we lost. It's football. It's like, what? What are you talking mm. about? You do no S, Sherlock. Um, but I like those tweets. It is the safest. It's like the most PR-approved tweet of all time. And give me more of... I would. I want Mark Davis's thoughts. I want to know what's going around in that little head of his little uh, little little cantaloupe head. I want to know what Robert Kraft is thinking. You know, when he's out there, all where is the nearest up. massage? Well, that seems fair. Also, let's not be <laughs> totally honest. Fair. He knows where. Yeah, he's got an app for that. Yeah. He's, he's got a big app for that. You think there's like a oh, dark man. web app for that? Oh, f- yeah. I think rich guys. I think there's a level of wealth that once you get to it, mm-hmm. like it's like the, the the you know everybody's like, where's the dark web at? Uh, don't answer that question. Mm-hmm. I know you know where it is, um, but Silk it's like, Road. where's the dark web? And nobody knows where it's at. Um, I think like rich people, they got like they all know. Come on, they have they have an app where yeah. it's like you get invited to it and they share their dark dark dirty little secrets, you know. I'm getting very scared at the way you're looking at me mm. right now, dark web man. <laughs> the old rub and tug, huh? Wait, no, that's not what I was saying about you. Mm. I was talking about the rich guys. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> they, I'm also they're, a they're, giant weenie. Mm, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, think, I feel like that's like the entry level dark web. It's a long day. Yeah, I think so. Mm, it is a long day. Have you, like, you, you uh, the... What was the guy's name? The Fire Festival guy, uh, Bill, Billy McFarland. Ja Rule. Yeah, <laughs> Billy McFarland. Did, mm-hmm. Isn't that what he did? Was like he started like a club with that. Remember they had like metal cards that yeah. that was the the way you got into, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be for rich people. It wasn't, mm-hmm. but it was like supposed to be. I think that exists. I'll go ahead. That's a tinfoil hat theory I'll subscribe to. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I think all of them should get on Twitter and let us know how they feel. Because most of them are just getting hammered up in the box during the game. And we know that Jim Irsay is. Absolutely. Which is why it's great when he tweets, uh, the NFL admits and understands that they did not make the correct calls at the end of Sunday's Colts-Browns game. I believe we need to institute instant replay for all calls, including penalties, in the last two minutes of all games. Let me try that again as Jim Ursay. I believe we need to <clears throat> institute replay calls for all calls, including yeah. penalties, in the last two minutes of all games. That's right. That was a really good Jim Ursay. Like I think you did a good job. Yeah. That would bog the game down so much. As if we don't go to a bajillion commercial breaks in yeah. the final 10 minutes at every stoppage of play. Like, he's, he's saying that, yet... 
there's a, a bulk of owners that don't want to have the sky judge in mm-hmm. where they could eat. Like if, if the sky judge was part of it and it wasn't a true review system and it was just New York and you only had the time um, in between the like in between plays to review it. Then we're talking because I think when you leave it up to the coaches to review or even like the officials on the field to be like, oh, man, did we get that or didn't we? No, what you need to do is you need to have somebody in those crunch time moments reviewing every single play and saying, whoa, 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 we need to take a closer look at that one. If that's the case, then sure. But it has to be expedited. It can't be something that drags the game out longer because I really do think that that is something that fans, they don't like about the last two minutes of a game. Like it takes way too long. And if you can speed it up and get it right, sure. But I also think that getting it right is important, man. And like, I think a lot of officials have changed the way they officiate games for 58 minutes because Mm -hmm. they can rely on, on review. And then the final two minutes happen and it's okay. We're, we're hoping somebody bails us out now because we don't have review. And I think we have a lot of uh, calls that are missed that way. Yeah, there's there's something to be said. We talk about wanting to get things right. And as long as you're not Ram Saintsing it, yeah. Or or <laughs> Washington Arizona stating it. Let it go. Like part of me really wants baseball to go to the robo umps. Sure. But getting it right is is the most important thing in officiating. There there it, it is, but I still believe in spirit of the rule. And not definition of the rule. I just there's just something about yeah. that that you're right. That, you're right. That variance on a a fifty fifty call. I don't want it to be AI going. Well, if I do this and the hands, like because then it's what are we doing? Yeah. Yes, because the human element is very real. Um, but I think one thing that we do is we criticize the officials and, and hold it against them far too much when we criticize the officials because they're calling like umpires are a great one, right? You're going to see 230 pitches a game, right? Mm-hmm. As an umpire. And you're going to get roasted because you get five wrong. And in reality, like that means you're at like 98%. Yeah, and you're going to get criticized for for ninety eight percent. Most officials, not named Angel Hernandez, get like ninety seven plus percentage of their calls right, and that's crazy to me. And it's like, and it becomes well, it's not about the total number; it's the ones you get wrong. It's like, yeah, I want some. I want the human. The sport is played by humans, so I want the human element to be there in those critical moments. Because I feel just as players and coaches, officials aren't beyond reproach. No. Unless you're, I I want want to say this, unless you are a, like, youth sports umpire, let them call the game however the hell they want. Oh, yeah. Because get over yourself. Um but like, if you're talking college and in professional, if you're getting paid real money, like this is your job, you yeah. can, you can. But there is an element of the spirit of the rule versus the letter mm-hmm. of the rule, and I think what like this is probably the biggest part that they don't want to undertake in that uh, a robotic officiating or AI officiating is they would have to rewrite the rule books to show gray area, right? 
to to show because right now what when we go letter versus spirit it is a human interpretation of it mm-hmm. and we all know like when you write something okay there is an element of you you like if if you were to sit there and we were to have robot officials in football there literally would be a holding flag on every, every single, single play. play every single play but we the the humans that officiate the game know that all right, we understand that inside the chest plate and not outside of the frame of your body is is how we're going to officiate and how mm-hmm. we're going to call holding, right? But And also, if it's on the backside of the play and you have literally yeah. zero chance of getting that no matter yeah. what, I'm not throwing the flag, brother. But if a guy goes outside of his outside of his the frame of his body and then he hangs on for a half second too long but he lets go, we're going to let that go. Yeah. The robot ump would not do no. that. And they would say, nope, he was outside of the frame of his body. That's a flag. When we all know, like, was it technically holding? Yes. Did it affect the play? No. no. So we're not gonna we're not gonna call it. My my whole that is letter and spirit. Yes, my whole shtick when it comes to officials across all sports, advantage, disadvantage. Was yeah. an advantage gained? Also, was somebody else disadvantaged? Yeah. If the answer to those questions isn't both yes, no foul. No penalty, no flag, no I like, nothing. I like it. Yeah, I like it. That, that's 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 my process for officiating. I also think um, for officials, like the 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 banter is is good between coaches and officials during games. Like when you're yes. lobbying for a call, or when you're like, no, that is no way that that is a flag. I think that that is gamesmanship within it, and mm-hmm. I think I I like and how that effectively element. you can banter. Right, because I what think What am I going to that... go, one zero zero one zero one zero one to my robot arm? <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Well, and just wait till, you know, Jim Harbaugh, he hires Connor Stallions to hack the <laughs> hack the robot official. Or it's Connor Stallions in a Jim Harbaugh skin suit to hack yeah. a, hires Connor Stallions to hack a robot. Yeah, and then he's sitting there dancing in his basement mm. saying, oh, you're sexy. Mm. Go on. Buffalo Bill. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it? I'm not, no, because I can't because he swears in mm. that scene. That we, <laughs> yep. He doesn't do that. That's Hannibal Lecter. It's not Buffalo Bill oh, in the basement. Nom, nom, that's nom. closer to it. Yeah, that's closer. That's closer to it. Mm. Oh, wait. She's a big old fat person. <laughs> that's Buffalo God, Bill. God, you do that pretty good. Yeah. You want to get my van? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> For a little ride. Help me move this couch. Why does this taste like chloroform? <laughs> Yeah, does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> yeah, if you, do you know that it actually takes like a couple minutes to knock you out with that? Uh, I, I, I didn't. Not, not from surprised. what I see in the movies. It's uh, it, it takes more than just a few seconds. It takes a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. this is the least surprising thing that you know that. I mean, through tests. Again, Danny, you should probably go to break before you go to prison. <laughs> and with that, this next break brought to you by chloroform. Danny Dusty, Danny the fan. <laughs> Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Well, rest in peace, Richard Roundtree, born July 9th, 1942. He passed away yesterday at the age of 81. Oh, wow. He's older than I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gun down uh, in his prime. Of course, best known for his role in Shaft in 1971 and its four sequels. 
Mm. Wait, there was that many? Mm -hmm. Uh, There was Shaft's big score in 1972, Shaft in Africa in 1973, and then the uh, Shaft in 2000 was Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Sam Jackson played his nephew. And then uh, That's another, right. and then another sequel with the same name in 2019. Mm. I didn't know there was a, a new one. Yeah. Oh, I have to go watch it. I actually kind of enjoyed the the one with Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. It was fun little fun fun little flick. Shaft was one of those movies like my brother and I when we got the go ahead from the parents to the to to we got the green light at the Blockbuster Video to rent R-rated movies when we were like 12. We went through the slasher films, you know, your Texas Chainsaw Massacres, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. Halloween's, all those. But then we also got into just like a, a bunch of pimp movies. <laughs> like basically, it was Shaft. We we got into Shaft. A little Superfly. Superfly. Yep. We went, we went through like... Uh, Some of the black exploitation flicks. We went through... Uh, well, Shaft was great because like you, it wasn't just Shaft, but it was like bumpy and like it was... It, it, Ben Buford, like you had all, they were great characters in those films, mm-hmm. right? And then we went through like, uh, we went through our like car wash phase. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We car wash and then. Maybe a um, little DC cab. Y- yes. <laughs> went. Uh, Taxi cab confessions? No. We, that's a different show. That's a different show. Oh. That's on HBO. <laughs> Porky's. Yeah. We went through the Porky's run and like it was, it was Thunderdome. We. Uh, parenting optional, I believe, is yeah. how, how that how that went. But we turned out okay-ish. Yeah, that Shaft, he is one bad mother. He is one bad mother. Yeah, yeah, he is. And Barry White, uh, who who voiced the theme song for that, obviously that going on to be Isaac Hayes or Isaac Hayes. Sorry, yes. so, Isaac Hayes. Sorry, yeah. went on to be chef uh, in South Park. Correct. Not Barry White. I'm sorry for that. That was chocolate salty balls. Chocolate salty balls. That's right. You can't say bad mother bleep, but you can say chocolate salty balls on the radio. What what, what world are we coming? Well, no, because well, we're that's what about he was fine cooking. Little baked confections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <sighs> R.I.P. Like, Shaft. Like Pete's sweaty balls. Which oh, oh, God, such a great. They look slightly misshapen. <laughs> it's because they've been resting on a hot stove. Uh, all right, love it. R.I.P. Shaft. R.I.P. Richard Roundtree. Hot damn. All right. Um, something that we need to talk about tomorrow that I have just found uh, on in on the internet and it needs to be discussed is in February in St. Augustine, Florida, there will be the Florida Man Olympics. Oh, somebody's dying there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the the Florida Man Games will be the most quote the most insane athletic showdown on earth. Uh, games will poke fun at Florida's reputation for producing strange news stories involving guns, drugs, booze, and reptiles. Oh, boy. Somebody's dying. Uh, yep. There will be an evading arrest obstacle course, <laughs> which involves running through fe- yards and jumping over fences and being chased by real police officers. The Category 5 cash grab. This is fantastic. Uh, and the beer belly wrestling. We, this We need to talk about this. Beer tomorrow. belly wrestling? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. All right, uh, but that'll be do it for us today on this Wednesday. We'll see you Thursday from noon to 3. Up next, four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Souk on the fan. Bye. How about you sure, shut sure. up? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.